Hello and welcome to the Daily Post podcast. My name is Yuri Mello. I will be your host as I guide you through the most valuable and relevant emotional and psychological ideas. Ideas that will transform your perspective and enhance your personal life and relationships. Let's do this. This is episode number 44. Well, hello and thank you for being here. I am grateful for you and I'm impressed with your commitment to invest in your own personal evolution. And I want to begin this week's challenge by first revealing what my intent is and perhaps what this week isn't about. This week isn't a guilt trip meant to insult your mind with your personal circumstances or your personal struggles. I know that I am and I live in a very fortunate condition. There is much that I don't particularly deserve, meaning that much that is before me, much that is in my life, was fortuitously given to me by no effort of my own. On the same page, I know that many of you are likely in challenging and incredibly difficult situations, whether they're of your own doing or due to others doing or of no fault to anyone. Life is just chaotic at best. It is uncertain. It is full of personal suffering and frustration, and it's also full of the most exquisite joy, moments of happiness, and great feelings of achievement and purpose. Any student of life knows that it rains on the just and the unjust. Neither is good behavior a guarantor of good outcomes, nor bad behavior of negative ones. The equation of life is just so much more complex than a simple addition problem. There are just endless factors that are constantly at play and that impact yours and my personal and emotional state. So now that I've thoroughly led you right down through this maze of confusion, uncertainty, and really just mad ramblings. Let me discuss what I believe are some principles that you and I can lay our hands upon, focus our eyes on, and nurture in our hearts that can elevate our existence, give it extraordinary hope, fill it with meaning, and yes, the whole purpose, the whole challenge of this week, which is how do we nurture a positive mindset? So first, And I want you to have, I want you to view a positive mindset, right? This ability to nurture your positive thinking as something that you can nurture. This is something that you can exercise. So this is not just something that you're either born with or not. This is something that we can practice through small, mid-size, and large acts, right? that we can sprinkle throughout any day, throughout any hour, a month, or a year that is meant to lift and to raise your life. A space within your own personal existence that you can decorate. That's how I want you to view this positive mindset. It's like a space that we can fill, much like a bedroom or much like a kitchen or a bathroom for that matter, right? Something that you can give a new paint job to, a floor that you can vacuum. So think of positive thinking as the act of consciously cultivating positivity 
in your life. And we can do this in lots of ways. We can do this behaviorally, right? And we can do it behaviorally by doing physical things that encourage positive feelings like joy or excitement or challenge or love or achievement or relaxation or peace or contentment, compassion, appreciation or gratitude. We can do this spiritually as well by doing those things that connect you to the divine or that help you to feel a sense of righteousness or mercy or divine approval or worth. You can do this psychologically, right? By engaging in practices that are meant to enhance our own thinking, whether it's prayer or meditation or podcast or music or reading or positive affirmations, learning or engaging in artistic and creative practices or surrounding yourself in your life with inspiring sayings and quotes. Remember that this doesn't have to be a complete home makeover. We can begin a little here and a little there. And to be honest, that's really what Daily Pulse is about, right? It's this personal enrichment program that is meant to inspire, that is meant to encourage, that is meant to fill your life with positivity. And so once again, kind of returning to that analogy of just this is something that we can do on a daily basis, small things, large things, mid-sized things. Second, I want you to realize that this whole positive mindset mindset is something that we can discover and rediscover again and again, like a walk down a familiar path, right? Whether it's your car, from the car to the office, or to a street outside of your home, or to your own home or bed, listening or even listening to the details of a, of a familiar song, this is something that we can rediscover something that where we can aim our senses just a little bit differently. And even this whole like popular focus on mindfulness right now is really an attempt at helping people to focus differently, perhaps more intently, with the intent to savor life, right? To notice the beauty, the sensations, the smell, the light and the dark, the miracle of our bodies and the beauty that surrounds us. Once again, this is something that you can engage in this very moment. Right now, simply by slowing the rush. By breathing a little bit more deeply and softly. Like right now. And turning an internal page to a different experience. And third, and perhaps this is the most important one because... It has the potential to be long-lasting and not connected to our circumstances or events. What I speak of is your personal beliefs, your personal philosophy about life itself, the meaning of it, the purpose of it, the the significance of it. Now, I know that whenever I start talking about this, I know that I'm entering dangerous territory here. Actually, you know what, I take that back. This is not dangerous territory at all. This is the most critical territory. This is the part of your life that connects the dots for you. This is the part of your life that frames the events of your life, that distills what failure or achievement actually mean, what acceptance or rejection mean, what you see in the mirror when you make a mistake, what you teach your children Can I just share some of these 
personal ideas, some of my personal philosophies that I believe can help you to connect the dots. Now, I know that this may sound, and I know that I sound this way sometimes, and I I don't know how else to sound, <laughs> but I know that this can sound a bit arrogant on my part, right? And I feel like I, I see, when I see in the mirror, I really see this kind of silly, aloof boy, right? That's a little bit self-concerned, a little egocentric, maybe a lot egocentric, uncaring and unconcerned at times. Now, did you just hear some of my own personal fears and philosophies there? There they were. But I want to give it a go anyways, right? I want to take a stab at it. I want to, I want to at least throw a couple of guesses at you with the hope that they will be useful, right? That they can be transformative, that they can be compassionate and hopeful. And maybe they will inspire in you an, indomin- an indomitable summer. So here they are. And some of these you may have heard from me before. And if that's the case, so be it. Because remember that we nurture this. We nurture positivity. We practice it. We encourage it in our lives. And we do so because I know that joy sparks the urge to play. And interest sparks the urge to savor and integrate. And love sparks this recurring cycle. And so each of these builds our lives. So here they are, and I'm going to share three, three of these personal ideas, three of these personal beliefs. And my number one is that our life's purpose is to evolve. And you can begin this process anytime, anywhere, and over and over again, but evolve. We must, you must If we seek to raise our own personal and spiritual well-being, we have to do it. Please recognize that this really isn't about us not being good enough or not being sufficient. Because honestly, I think those things are just trite ideas anyways. Ideas that aim our minds honestly in the wrong direction. All I'm saying is this. We must go into the world. We must engage in the world. We must be involved in it. We must take our chances. We have to pursue. We have to discover. We have to give of ourselves and to ourselves. We have to create. Even if it's just a meal, we must. We must because when we don't, we atrophy. And I understand that we will atrophy naturally in many areas of our lives. But we cannot just entertain ourselves to happiness. We cannot just eat ourselves to happiness and meaning. It's impossible. And so we must, in whatever way, wherever, we must anxiously be engaged in things that have value in this life. And I'm pretty liberal here, but I'm also realistic that we have to discover those things that are of worth and value and pursue them We have to evolve or die. Like in the movie Shawshank Redemption, we got to get busy living or get busy dying. And I know that I'm sounding a bit dramatic here. And I'm getting a little excited even as I'm reading to you right now. But let me just take you back to my beginning statement that nothing truly fails. It's never really over. We can begin anytime, anywhere, from any state, 
even after long funks and even after long periods of inaction and atrophy. Let's evolve. Okay, (laughs) hang in there. Number two, I believe that all things can be consecrated for our good. Now, this idea of consecration, consecration really has spiritual roots, but it simply points to the concept that all things can move us toward the divine. More importantly, they can edify us to a higher level, to a higher state, to a higher way of being, whatever it is. Now, this is a brave and courageous, maybe even naive or foolish or unreasonable, but you know what? So be it. It is unreasonable, but unreasonable or not, we must adopt it. You must adopt it and you must protect it fearlessly. It is the belief that circumstances, that our own folly or even something that has been done to us unjustly has within it the seeds of redemption, of a greater understanding, of a deeper sense of compassion or wisdom and ultimately as a contributor to life. And to me, my friends, really, really, that is what really matters. That's what matters in this life. And this life is dear. And three, and lastly, and I know that there are so many things to consider, but I offer this as my last one, and it's a personal one, and it's really a transcending idea, certainly certainly something that's more metaphysical. And when I say that, I say it because th- this is just how I see it. This is, this is what gives shape to my reality. And this reality for me isn't just physical, it's spiritual as well. And it involves divine beings who I believe are invested in my own personal well-being, whose hearts are set upon me. It's, they're set upon my interests, my desires, and who are deeply invested in my joy and happiness. I tell you this not to convert you to some whatever. I tell you this because this last piece of belief fills me with a profound and anchoring sense of hope. And that hope What scripturally has been referred to as even a lively hope colors my life and always uncovers a sense of hope. It always uncovers a ray of light, a silver lining, a happy ending, a way for things to resolve themselves, a way for things to work out, a way for the story to not be finished after failure meaning that there's always something that I can do, something that can be done. And whether this is the opium of the masses or not, it has a magnificent effect in my life. Anyways, I hope that that didn't sound too preachy. It certainly isn't meant for that. I'm just sharing with you what keeps my positive mindset alive and vibrant and well. I wonder what keeps your positive mindset alive or what could create a positive mindset in your life. Anyways, 
Thank you for joining. Thank you for sharing this moment with me. Thank you for being patient with me. And I am excited to engage in this positive, focusing on the positive week. And I'll see you tomorrow.